Welcome to Success Leaves Clues Podcast. I'm your host, Gary Brackett, and I've been blessed enough in my life to meet individuals who've been able to leave me clues on my journey to success. The goal of this show is to bring you the experience of those who have achieved great things and allow you to be a fly in the wall, soaking up clues for your own journey to success. Let's get right into this week's episode. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Success Leaves Clues. We're here via Zoom or Ecamm, as I like to use on my Mac computer. I have a good friend today on the show, uh, Rusha Brown. She played in the WNBA. Um, we met um, during uh, our MBA. We both got an MBA from George Washington. Uh, great experience, a lot of funny moments, funny times. But I think uh, made definitely a lifelong friendship. And from time to time, um, either she will post something, I'll post something, or do something, and we just stay in contact. So uh, one of the posts last week, I posted about, you know, getting over, you know, some of our things um, that have been limited in our past, some of our memories that we have, um, how that could kind of still hold us up. And uh, I got Rusha today, and I want to share some of the insight that we share with each other and just to kind of constantly encourage one another. So, Rusha, thank you for coming on. GB, thank you so much for having me. And like you said, I really enjoy your post and just see the progress you're making, not only as a business person, but as a person in general. So I always look forward to, you know, great conversation. No doubt, no doubt. So we we talked about a little of this before we jumped on. So um, post-career, so interesting. How, how long have you been away from, well, you're still in WNBA. You're, you're still with the... Uh, uh, the Sparks, I believe, right? Absolutely. All right, awesome. So but how long since you've retired from, from the game? You know, it's so funny. I've been retired 17 years. Wow. 17 years. My age. It's, it's been a long time. I retired in oh, oh, 18. I, t- I retired in 03. 03. All right, sweet. All right, so I retired 2011. And it's interesting because I'm sure you do a bunch of, you know, um, uh, podcasts, different interviews, and the host always is like the, the lazy uh, interview where they just look at your Wikipedia and just read all. She had 195 rebounds. It's like, all right, thank <laughs> but, but it's always so. Um, someone asked me this on a podcast. I thought it was a great question. So, if like between like athlete, you know, um, mom, like what would you, what title would you give yourself? Like, how would you want to be introduced? That's a good one, Gary, because. I laugh at the same thing. I've done so many different things. And when I get a chance to go somewhere, the first thing they want to pull out is Rusha Brown WNBA. And I haven't played in 18 years. I've done, I have a nonprofit. I've started several businesses. I've, you know, like I've done so many different things and I still work with the WNBA. And I just think the cumulative of all the things that I am, my preferred title would be change agent. You know, I'm somebody Mm. who gives people an opportunity to impact their lives and to do things differently, be it on the court, in the corporate um, boardroom or in the classroom. So I, I would call myself a change agent. Man, that's beautiful. Um, so my answer to that question was a coach. Um, Cause I feel like, you know, um, a- as a player, someone who didn't have, you know, the prototypical skill set, one thing I had to be a student of the game. And, you know, as, as a team player, I always want to kind of share those uh, attributes or those mentalities with people who maybe did have that skill set. Um, but I feel like, you know, change agent coach, I think, you know, uh, leader um, and leadership is something I think we're sorely missing out here. 
And I, I love that we could kind of have these conversations and just kind of enlighten people about, you know, some of the change that we're both doing uh, inside of our communities. So let me ask you this. In terms of change agent, when did you know that you want to kind of give back and help others? Because it started, I think, maybe before your, um, when you started the uh, professional organization for women, because you saw a need from there. So when, when did you start about being a change agent? You know, ironically enough, as I reflect over my life, I think this is who I've always been. I just mm. learned how to maximize it. Because he, my mom would even tell you as a child, when my friends were going through stuff, I was the one trying to help them, trying to figure got food. How are you trying to feed other people? So that's just who I've always been. And as I progressed and learned to um, embrace who I was, I sought out various opportunities to develop, various opportunities to, to build and um, grow my network so that I could help other people and provide the resources. So I think it's who I've always been, but the WNBA definitely gave me a chance because they put you out into the community so much. And because I'm not afraid to talk to people, I built better relationships. So it just progressed as I went on. Now, that's amazing. So let me ask you this, because I think this is something that um, we try to instill. I know you uh, still mentor a lot of professional athletes. Um, what, what, let's talk about some of the transferable skills. Because, you know, some, so many times I think professional athletes, they get a bad rap um, in terms of, you know, their work ethic or lack thereof outside the core or the timeliness or all these other things. But I think as we're progressing, you're seeing a different type of athlete, you know, kind of being um, built. And it's very interesting to see, like, the mindfulness these athletes have or some of them the lack of it, right? So so what do you think, what are some of those transferable skills that you think uh, are, are in the athletes today that can transition and maybe, you know, extend their career? Because the goal is kind of have uh, as successful or more successful career once you're done leaving the game than you had when you were playing. Absolutely, because we'll spend so much more time outside of the game than we spent in. But that time that we have during our careers professionally or even as non-professional athletes, we develop a lot of traits. And so the ones that businesses primarily look for are, you know, discipline, you know, work ethic, leadership. Like these are things that you develop when you're playing sports that will transition into mainstream society and whatever corporate field you decide to go into. But it also gives you an opportunity to work for yourself if that's what it takes. But you will also need that that mentorship. So those are the things that I try and make sure that I share with the people that I work with, because those are really important. And we underestimate it because, like I said earlier, it's just who I am. So I just what everybody doesn't do this. That's not how everybody operates. And it's not until you get into a space where you're working with people that have not had like experiences and don't know how to work together, don't know how to remain disciplined are not purpose-driven, that don't have these qualities that you realize, hey, I may have something special. And it just really takes us understanding that the traits that we're developing make us gifted. And I'm actually working on a couple of projects with some corporations that purposefully seek out athletes mm. because of various traits, but they just don't know how to connect themselves to the athletes as well as the athletes don't know how to get to these corporations. So it really is, it's an easy fit, but we have to figure it all out. No, nah, no question. So l let me ask you this. So what what are some of the things, right? So let's, because um, pro professional athletes, a lot of them, you know, are, are being pulled in so many different directions. So let's talk about collegiate and high school athletes. What what are some of the things that you know now that you wish you, you've known then when you're in high school, when you're in college, 
No, because there's a lot more of them than there is professional athletes. So what kind of game would you kind of give, like, your 16, 17, right, 19-year-old self that you wish you had right now? Yeah, for sure. Like, those things, if I could go back, like, I'd be a beast, an even bigger beast, an even bigger beast, because I didn't understand what the impact of relationships were. Mm. And so much what you know, but who you know and who knows you even more importantly. So the ability to build your brand was not should not have been just about basketball because that's what I did. I was the best athlete on the court and that was what drove me. But understanding how to engage with other people, figure out what it was they needed, how I could present myself to be a servant, because they would in turn, when opportunities presented itself, want to serve me. And I think there's nothing more important than relationships and building your personal brand. And um, even the players that I work with and the business organizations, that's the thing that they're most impressed by. Like who I know, what I've done with these different places and people and organizations. So I definitely would have told myself, don't be afraid to walk into a room and speak to everybody in that room. Learn about them. Not just say, hey, I'm Rusha. I do this. Ask them, you know, what is it that they do? What would make their experiences better? What type of people do they tie themselves to? Because in order to align yourself to a brand, you have to understand what it is and even see if at your core, that's something you want to be aligned with and understanding who I was and making sure that the people that I chatted with, I learned about them because even if it's not about me, I can refer somebody else. Mm, That's so good. It's funny because when you're playing in your mind, you think you have time. You think you have time to, like, cultivate these relationships. You think you have more opportunities to be in rooms with these type of individuals. And the reality of the situation is a lot of times you play small because you think, you know, either they should come to you because you're the athlete or, um, again, you just think, like, yo, I'm going to do it later down the road. And I read a book uh, before, I, like, my, my rookie year in the NFL, and it was, like, dig your well before you're thirsty. And it talked about really uh, position yourself, building those bridges um, before you need those opportunities. And I think we talk about it a lot in terms of like, you know, people, some people have no problem asking, um, but they have a huge problem with serving and giving. And I think, you know, as an athlete, when you have the opportunity to serve and, and to learn, um, I think it just take you so much farther than everyone else that just wants to be a transactional. Because now we can sniff transactional people, you know, a mile away. But it's just like, yeah, what are you going to do for me? Just like, all right, I, I, I get it. Um, but mm-hmm. people are really in the business of serving. I think those are the ones that you see, like you said, capitalize on these relationships, um, whether it be in business, whether it be not even with them, maybe an introduction, but just a lot stronger when you have that mentality where you're, you're adding value to someone else. I love the title of that book, so I have to make sure I get it and read it, too, because that makes so much sense. And as I mentioned, I think my career path, I've been as successful as I am and even hope to get even more, become more successful because I wasn't afraid to speak to people and to talk. And I've been at luncheons where people pay to come into rooms with the athletes and then all the athletes sit in the corner together and don't even engage. Right. And I'm I'm going to go over here. I'm going to go talk to these people over here and see what they're talking about and what they're working on. And I think, too, as athletes, like you mentioned before, we're so used to people pulling us in so many different um, directions. Everybody wants something. It feels like everybody's trying to get you to come do something. But even if you're not interested in doing what they're asking, you can still listen 
and see what they're working on, because potentially there is an opportunity for you to do something for them or with them and for them to do something with or for you. So I just really think just being open-minded. And like you said, I love building your well before you're thirsty, because by the time you stop playing, especially in the women's sports, it's like you drop off of the planet. Like you're, you're not the hot name anymore. People are not, you know, stressing trying to get to you. So you need to build those relationships so they can see you as more than just an athlete, which is another instance, you know, incident that we, we really need to address because all the other that you do. We talked about it at the beginning of the session. Like I've done so many other things, but that's people's comfort zone. So right. if they want to have you in that box, I've learned to just be in that box until I get through the door and then present all the other things that I bring to the table. So I think we just really have to learn to work the room, work the environment that we're in in order to better ourselves and the people around us. Now, that's great. That's great. That's really great. So let, let's talk about this. Like, um, one of the things, man, my mic is In terms of like limited beliefs, right? And in terms of like people um, being so upset, because now you know, in our in our older ages, right? We, we don't got to reveal our ages, right? <laughs> but it just the wisdom that comes along with it, and you realize how much time you spent thinking about things that didn't matter. And, and how many times that we thought about, for me, failures um, that happened in my life, um, and I would say I would never go back and do something again because I tried it. But really, it really didn't matter because every time you try something different, I feel like you get better at it. And it's oftentimes not the first, second, third, or fourth time that actually is the one that actually works. So I think this this whole notion of when, you know, especially when I coach people and I ask them and, I, and you give them a prescription of what to do, oh, I've done that before. I've done that before. I read that book before. And it's just like, I, I don't know about you, but every time I read a new, of the book for the second, third time, every time I watch a movie for the third, fourth time, like I see something different. Yep. Same thing with life experiences. So, you know, what is it about you think why people limit themselves with their past behavior and what could they do to kind of get over that hump, you know what I'm saying, in their future? You know, I think that's such a valid point. And, and I'll just start by saying this morning, like I finished the book that I was reading and this morning I was like, what am I going to read or listen to now? Because sometimes I do audio books so I can do stuff on the move and about uh, Professor Losardi. Remember Professor Losardi from... Yeah. Um, so I was on a, a board with her and we went to Paris to do this event. And I met this African woman there and she told me about this book called The Woman Code. Mm. So this was years ago. I read the book and it was great. And this morning I was like, you know, I'm gonna get the audio book and I'm just gonna listen to it. And already I'm hearing things that I didn't catch the first time. Wow. You know, a different place in my life 10 years later that something else is calling me. So, I mean, your point is so valid. There is nothing that we can do you know, more than one time that's going to give us the same impact. And so I just really think it's important to be open-minded and know that we are continually developing. We continue to build on ourselves, even if it's subconsciously. There's always some experience that's going to take us to a different level, and we catch so many different lessons. So I think the one thing that I would encourage people to do is just think about who you want to be and who you potentially could be as opposed to who I am right now. Because I think that's a a, a crutch for so many people like this is just who I am this is you know what I've been and but we are continually growing and progressing even if we don't mean to because so many things around us change us and just mindset is everything mindset 
over the actions that we do, mindset over the people that we engage with, the mindset over the visions and goals and dreams that you set for yourself are really important. And there's nothing. And, I, and my friends get so sick of me because even with my friends, I'm like, no, 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 you can't think like that. You got to have a positive. And they're like, Richard, shut up. We're yeah. not one of right. you know, people that you're coaching, but it's how I live. So it's not just my work. It's legitimately how I am and how I live. So I just really believe that mindset impacts how we receive everything. Nah, that, that's that's so important, like mindset. And it's funny, like I've been doing a lot of study just on subconscious mind and, and all this manif- uh, manifestation and the law of attraction. And, you know, uh, Wayne Dyer, late great Wayne Dyer talked about is really the law of vibration. And it's like visualize yourself as if it already happened. Yes. And I think those triggers are so strong. And what I try to share with people, just like have a vision and make it clear. And um, with my children, 12, 10, and 8, uh, we put together puzzles. And when we put together puzzles, you know, um, we had the box, and we could see the, the actual picture, like, mm-hmm. we can knock the puzzle out, right? We're great. Mm-hmm. So sometimes we put the box away, or we lose the box, right? Dog ate it, whatever, right? <laughs> uh, but we still can see it, like, all right, red go red, blue go blue, and pieces. But if all the pieces are on their back and all you see is brown, and if you don't have any type of rhythm, any type of color pattern, you're lost. You don't don't Mm -hmm. know where to start at. And I think so many people in their lives, they have their puzzles upside down. They don't have a vision for their lives. So now they don't know what actually fits with what piece. Mm -hmm. And I think really understanding who you are and what it is you want out of life like that should lead every decision that you make, you know, from that point on. And and you're never too old to figure that out. And I mm-hmm. think we constantly have to ask ourselves, um, like, what do you want? And and it changes over time. But I think without you knowing that, it's so hard for you to those triggers of the past where you failed or you know, kind of put you into this box. It's so hard for you to overcome those triggers because you you're still not sure who you want to be when you grow up. And that's such a great point, GB, and just the fact that you have to have a vision. And one of the things I do um, with my kids that I mentor, because so many of them come from underserved communities, and all they know is what they see outside of their window. Exposure is everything. So you got to have the vision first. And once you have that vision, you got to write it down and make it plain. Like So it's incredible. And some people, like you said, with the self-limiting thoughts, don't think they can achieve certain things one, because maybe they haven't seen anybody else do it or they undermine their own potential saying somebody like me could never accomplish that. Wow. But if you can, like you said, vibrate on that level and just get to the point where you're thinking, listen, this is the life that I am living right now, not later, right now. You got to make yourself believe it right now. The book that I reread before was The Secret. And they talk about that a lot and just how you can't say, well, I'm going to. I am. Right. speak it as if it is right now and don't try and wait for it because you don't know you know what it's going to take but you got to live it and so a lot of times I do believe that people have that limiting fear based on family you know issues or current issues or maybe educational none of those things matter because if your mindset and your work ethic are in alignment it's important that you go ahead and, and see where you're supposed to be and you brought up a point earlier about um, I forgot the exact point, but the alignment, whatever you want, because it allows you to look at whatever opportunities are coming towards you and be like, nah, this does not align with where I am going. And if you don't know where you're going, 
you could end up everywhere because you just let people pull you in every direction. But so I absolutely like I love that the vibration of it. That's a great. I have to use that. Yeah, it's crazy because so many. It's funny, right? We're both busy individuals, um, but I also realize um, I don't. I don't have time. I make time. You have to make time. Mm-hmm. So this whole thing, when I talk to other people, like I'm so busy, and then they run up their schedule, and then I look at their posts. So I'm just, I'm so confused. Like, like mm-hmm. it's amazing to me um, how many people mistake activity with achievement. Yes. And yes. it's just like when you don't have a plan for your life and it, it's it's so scary to me because I'm like, yo, I, I can't I want to be a part of this. Like, right. How many people would get in a car with someone that did that didn't have a destination? Like in high school, maybe. Right. Yeah. We just we just mm-hmm. rolling out. I'm going out. Right now. But but I'm grown, grown. Bro, I got questions. Where are we going? When are we coming back? Who's going to be there? Like, how many cars I need to bring? How much the cash? Car? Right? Like, it's so interesting to me um, how many people still haven't figured out, you know, what their life should look like. And I think that's the, the one thing that's vital that you must do is really understand that. Because without that, everything else is just kind of like superficial. Because plan for our destination on on where you trying to end up, and, and it makes so much sense because I, I see it all the time, and people don't see their lives beyond next week, and I'm like, no, no, like how do you not envision what's later? And especially like you said, we've grown. I'm super grown. I have a child. I got a family. I got to figure out like what that what the dynamic looks like. So I can't just live. Like when I was 22 playing pro ball and just all over the world and not having to care, I worried about what my next job would potentially be, but I didn't worry about the other stuff. And now I definitely have a mindset of what does this look like in five years? How can the things that I'm doing right now set me up for better success in the direction that I want to go as for the vision that I have for myself and just writing it down, speaking it into existence, having conversations with people about my goals, because that then leads to accountability. I had such an incredible experience um, this weekend. I was, um, and you know, I started the Women's Professional Basketball Alumni, which helps uh, professional women transition into mainstream. And because there was nothing, but now I had written a proposal and gave it to Mark Tatum from the NBA. They've created that position for the WNBA, even though I was working and doing something else, but they have, that's a position. And different teams are looking at these opportunities. And I'm like, okay, so I need to be a consultant for one of these teams in my head that I've always said. I had some friends come to me this weekend. I was like, look, I got the perfect job for you. It's da, 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 da. And it's all the things that I've been doing for the last 15 years. Wow. I started doing it because I knew it's what I wanted to do. And then the universe just caught up. And I think a lot of times we underestimate the power of our thought process, like you said, and our wavelength and our vibration. I just did it because I knew it needed to be done. And then the creation of the opportunity came later. And now I'm the best one prepared. So it's just, it's really about putting it out there. And I think anybody can do that. Whatever your thought process is around what your goals are, where you intend to be in your vision, you empower yourself to get that done. You do the work and you make it happen and it'll come to you. Nah, that's amazing. That's amazing. So so now, in addition to the, um, 
LA Sparks, um, as a motivational speaker, what what companies uh, typically book you? Like, what what do you typically bring as a motivational speaker or, or a consultant to like uh, to one of the corporations that you work with? You know, it's funny because it ranges from everything. I've been at universities. I do Fortune 500 companies. I've done tax companies. I've done law firms. Like, it just really, because I think the message transcends everything. And the mm-hmm. primary thing that I've talked about is um, it's called the passion principles, how to be the exception and not the rule. And just talking about what it takes to be motivated in your space. And I talk about seven key points. It's um, perseverance, attitude, sacrifice setting goals, inner strength, optimism, and never giving up. So that's eight. Sorry, I can't spell. But, um, <laughs> but you know, and, and that transcends every, you know, every um, opportunity because it can be in the classroom. It can be on the quarter field. It can be in your corporate space. It can be in your personal life. You know, so just really tailoring it to whoever I'm speaking to. But I've had an opportunity to be across the board and to speak. I've gone international and spoken to, you know, um, youth trying to come to the U.S. I've talked to professional sports teams. I've talked to collegiate sports teams. So I don't really think there's a limit because the message has really been important. Now, that's awesome. And where, where can people go um, if they want to, like, book you for an engagement, obviously virtual um, or uh, in person? Like, uh, you have a website? I absolutely do. It's rushabrown.com. R-U-S-H-I-A-B-R-O-W-N.com. Awesome. So all that is there. So sweet. So definitely want to make this digestible. Uh, definitely going to have you back on, talk about some more of the challenges of the young athlete. Uh, challenges of just really does just anyone really just trying to have an exceptional life because you know there's a lot of people that talk about it but waking up and living it on a daily basis is you know a lot of people ain't built for it and it's just like we've been doing it for you know you since you retired in 03 me i retired in 11 but it's just like daily habits and rituals that really would change your life and it's just amazing. But the, the- listen, let me tell you something. Hold on one second. I woke up this morning and you woke me up because I was scrolling. I said, look at GB doing yoga and hey. preaching. Let me get out of bed. And even, you know, it's a three hour time change. I was trying right. to sleep maybe to like 630. I was going to give myself a little extra sleep. But I saw you and you, you spoke about the daily rituals and how it impacts change. And I was like, he ain't lying. Let me get up these little extra 20 minutes not worth it. Let me get up and do the stuff that I need to do and get my day started. So I woke up with GB this morning, hey. motivated. So hey. I appreciate I just like two weeks ago, I just heard that song Refinery. Um, mm-hmm. I forget my man name, but bruh, it goes so like, that's like my morning inspiration. You know what I'm saying? And um, it really gets me going. And I feel like stretching, flexible, uh, lifting weights, man, that's kind of my thing, right? It kind of like gets those endorphins going. Um, so definitely, uh, I, I'm thankful that I inspire, you know what I'm saying? Um, you to kind of wake up. Three hour difference. Um, but the name of the, the podcast, Success Leaves Clues. And, and I've always felt guilty having these type of conversations and knowing other people need to hear, to hear them. And I, I've always wanted to be, uh, I wanted to you know, have people be like a fly in the wall in these conversations because it, I don't know if there's enough of these out there. And I just wanted to, you know, do my best to kind of put the, that forward. But success leaves clues. I feel like, you know, success is repeatable. Um, but over your life, like, what's one clue that you have learned that you can share that kind of has led to your success? 
if you can narrow it down to one, I know it's plenty, but one clue that you could kind of like give our audience to say like, yo, this, if you did this, or this is where, really where I had an epiphany, what, what would that be for you? I think um, I would share hard work pays off. And I know that seems simple, but I learned at an early age, I watched my parents, you know, how hard they worked. And then when I started playing sports, I didn't pick up a ball till I was in the 10th grade. So I was tall and not good. So I just had to work really hard. But the harder I worked, I saw the progress. Then I got better. And I was like, well, let me work harder. And it just was a repeated cycle. So I know that it pays off. Your level of commitment to whatever it is you're doing will definitely benefit you. And so I love the game and it in turn loved me back. And it's given me so many different opportunities. So I would encourage people not to be afraid of hard work. Don't be afraid to roll your sleeves up and, and get the work done because you'll see the benefits from it. And, and you can't cheat the game or whatever um, field you're in. No, nah, not at all. It's funny, I, I tell people all the time, fall in love with the process and divorce yourself from the outcome. Absolutely. Right. That's a great. People is conditional, right? Like, well, if I get successful, if I lose this weight, well, if I get this job, I'm gonna keep going hard. Nah, that, that, that that's not the deal. Do it right now. It's daily habits and rituals, right? Hard work, mm -hmm. just for the sake of hard work. And if you do that, mm -hmm. good things will happen. And yes, you know, so many people, like you said, are afraid of the hard work. Are they don't do it consistent enough? And you know, if you kind of do the things that you need to do, you kind of get the results you want to have. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great movie. That's good stuff. Yeah, great deal. Well, I appreciate you. I know you uh, You got a full calendar, so I appreciate you uh, getting up early, getting on, you know what I'm saying, getting all done up for us. Um, <laughs> have you back on, um, share some more of that wisdom, man. I appreciate you, man. Kiss that beautiful. I appreciate you, too. Uh, Thank you for your work, TV. Thank you for sharing. All right, you take care. All right, guys, join us on another episode of Success Leaves Clues. I share this and tag somebody in this video that's an athlete that wants to have aspirations, right, or someone with limited beliefs that really needs to get outside of themselves and start developing these passion principles, um, start putting forth hard work to get where they need to go. Most importantly, tag this to someone who needs to create a vision for their lives because if you don't have a vision for your life, then you're going to end up exactly um, where you're meant to be, and that's nowhere. So create a vision, make it clear. Um, see you on another episode of Success Leads. I hope you were able to take some valuable insights from this week's chat. Feel free to reach out to me on social media with clues you gain or questions you need answers to. You can find my pages at GaryBracket.com. Remember, it is up to you to make the most out of your opportunities to reach success. Personally, I live this life with an abundance mindset. And deep down, I hope we all make it.